We're back, Minds Like Minds podcast. I'm your host, R.L. Malpica. And I'm the co-host, Deshauna Definition. And uh, today we have a very, very special guest, Miss Danielle Ingenito. Uh, she's joining us uh, on Zoom, live from, from where, where, what part of the country are you in? I'm in New York, but Ooh. a little outside of the city, yes. Okay. Oh, all right, New York. What's the weather like out there? It was beautiful today. It was outside all day. It's like oh. in the 80s for the first time like since last summer. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We've been dealing with all kinds of crazy rain out here in Texas. We're out in Texas. So. It's uh, oh, gotcha. gray and gloomy out here. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not ice, right? My True. gosh. True. You guys had to suffer through. My goodness. Oh, right, right. Um, sh- what do we? What, what? When was that? It was like February, wasn't it? We had... What they call that? Uh, uh, snow, snow cop, snow apocalypse out yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> the, um, the ice Armageddon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit was crazy, 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 yeah. crazy. Definitely not. It, it, it's definitely not Texas like. No, yeah. not Texas like at all. You know, so we weren't equipped for that shit. Not at all. Everything shut down. But um, yeah. but you know, with with you, uh, we wanted to we wanted to bring you on the podcast um, because of. Number one, the topic that we want, we've want we been wanting to talk about for a while, and that's toxic relationships. And you, um, with with your experience in it and, and whatnot, and healing from toxic relationships, wanted to bring you on, kind of talk about it, kind of get deep with it, and, and everything that goes around with it, uh, around it and whatnot, um, and have you on the show to kind of pick your brain a little bit. Yeah, sure. Can't um, <laughs> But you're also, uh, you also have intuitive abilities. You also um, do some Reiki healing, energy healing, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I actually was a CPA before all this. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had my own business as an accountant for almost 10 years. Wow. And yeah, and now I'm a psychic medium and a Reiki master. That, so, is, yeah. that is beautiful. So go, go for it, bro. Hey, I'm sorry. No, you're good. So, okay, so so check this out, right? I, okay, so from my understanding, I'm a little slow, okay, so bear with me. Um, CPA and an accountant, someone who deals with a lot of numbers, crunch, crunching numbers, so to speak. Yep. What was, what was your initial green light that made you say, like, you know what, I'm going to walk away from this, and I'm going to go um, – what heal people and, and and talk to the people that transition? How how what what like was it was it was it an event or was it how how did that happen? Like were you just watching TV and like I, I, I think I could do that shit. <laughs> I, just, I just woke up one day and I was like, let me go heal people. You right know? On. That's, that's, that's what I'm it. talking about. That's I what I'm talking it. about. No, unfortunately, it wasn't like that. Um, no, I actually went through a devastating divorce. This is why we're talking about toxic relationships today, because I realized, um, you know, I was in a I was in a marriage for about nine years and I was always trying to fix myself because I felt if I fixed myself, I could fix the marriage. Um, but then it was like one night things just went down and there was like no way in the world that I could go back into this marriage. And I was completely devastated because he was with somebody like a week after. So, you know, I was, I was devastated. I was in therapy for two years and like, it just didn't feel any better. And I was going down a really rough road and I didn't want to do that because I had two small kids. They were three and six at the time. And I was like, I gotta get my shit together, you know, like they needed me. So I needed to really kind of 
do me. And my friend had suggested an energy healer. And from coming from, I was always into tarot. I was always into psychics. Like I like that stuff. I grew up Catholic, um, but I was still into that stuff. But when I heard Reiki, I was very like skeptical. I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't know what that crazy stuff is. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right, right. right. But when someone, <laughs> when someone said an energy healer, I was like, well, we're being, you know, the person that I am always crunch numbers. I was like, well, we are made of energy. So that could make sense. I don't know what Reiki is, but like energy, maybe I could get down with that. So I actually went to one and it was like the only thing that helped me start feeling better. And once I did that, I was like, I need to learn this. Like, I got to learn this. And then I learned about narcissism and everything. And I was like, yeah, how many people are suffering from this? I had no idea. I had no idea about narcissists. I had no idea about the, you know, the process that they take you through. I had no idea that I was in a toxic relationship. And I was just like, I need to share this. So I still kept my CPA business for a while. I actually just gave it up last June. Um, But I totally was like, you know, I divinely guided to open up a YouTube channel and then a Facebook group and women just started following me and I was just helping them, you know, navigate through their toxic relationships and opening their psychic abilities and all of that. So yeah, so that's the story. That's that's heavy. I mean, Ooh, I can relate. Okay. I mean, just personally, I can relate um, on, on a lot of different levels. Um, And one thing is, like like we said in the pre the pre shift meeting, um, oh, fuck! I was thinking about so many things. <laughs> we I talked mean, about a lot. Yeah, we did. <laughs> fuck. Okay. Well, it'll I, it'll I, come back. I, it'll yeah, because it, it, it was because like my thoughts were like ching 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 ching. Oh, I want to talk about this shit. I want to talk about. <laughs> so I apologize, but it it'll come back. Okay. Oh, um, the narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. Narcissism and and toxic, so so these are these are words. They're not new. Been around for a long time, but they've become extremely popular in the last maybe few years. Um, just like detailing fucked up relationships that people are in, you know, and and the list goes on. So I definitely want to talk about a few things, but um, like us as empaths, we're we're narcissists kind of like feed on us or yeah. or the broken kind of feeds on us they feed on our energy and um you know i want to be honest i want to be honest i want to be open i don't want to offend anyone you know anyone who may be watching this or you know like what the fuck he talking about who the fuck he think he is but understanding understanding these these uh flags Understanding what's going on, understanding these techniques that that the narcissists use, um, like manipulation for one thing. You know, we we go through these kind of relationships for years, years, and 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 not know what the fuck is going on. All, yeah. all we know is some shit is off, or or something ain't right, and, and you know, what I'm saying you keep trying, you trying, you trying. It's like I'm giving my all, I'm giving everything that I fucking have and and there's still misery and unhappiness like what the fuck is it you know what I'm saying what is it but it's it's some deep 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 deeply rooted shit that probably ain't got nothing to do with you (laughs) you feel what I'm saying yeah 
they have been, you know, they have their own insecurities. And what I talk about, it's not just empaths, right? I don't even put empaths on the same scale as narcissists. So I think codependents and narcissists are on the same scale of empathy. So those are empathy. Where the empath is kind of off the scale for me because that's just energy. So empathy, we're talking about our feelings and our, and our own, own stuff. Narcissists have no empathy. And this is the problem that I think is like, we hear this word narcissist, but really all it means, like what we think out there means it's just like their ego is big. So they think they're all that, right. but it's not even like that. There's so many different types of narcissists. Yeah. Right. This is why we don't know. And right. the problem with where you're like, I'm giving my all, I'm giving my all and it's just not working. Well, that's because they're manipulating to think that it's you. Right. right, so you right. Giving and giving and giving. Turn your against and, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why, like, when when I work with my clients, they don't even know who the hell they are anymore. Right. I didn't know who the hell I was. Right. You know? right, right, right. Because uh, I've been just put down and made to believe that it was my fault. It was my fault that I was working 60 hours a, a week in my CPA business. Like, I chose that. Like, all the things that they say to you, which is called gaslighting. Gaslighting, yeah. 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 So they just make it, you think it's your fault. So therefore your self-worth gets diminished, which Mm. then you stay with them. So it's a vicious cycle that you keep going through with them. You try to leave, they say they'll change. They don't change. It's a nightmare. A a temporary, it's a temporary fix, a temporary fix for a long, long long-term solution. Um, There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of speech about, yeah, I'll do better or, Or or, uh, um, I'll change or (laughs) I I understand. I know we've all heard that one before. Right. Oh, yeah. And they do. They do for a little bit. Yeah. It's never. Yeah. It's never. It's never. Very short term. Very short term. Or it's almost like they change long enough for you to see a change. And then they go right back to fucking you off. Let me ask this. What's the difference? Like, like. What's the difference between a narcissist and a sociopath? Because sociopaths don't have empathy either. Sociopaths are killer. Yeah. I'm not a therapist, so I'm not. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm just open for discussion. You know what I'm saying? Like they're kind of the same, they're kind of in the same realm a little bit. I mean, one might take it a little further than the other, but I mean, it seems like there's a thin line between the two. You know what I mean? Because they both have the same character. I shouldn't say qualities because they're not really qualities, but you know what I'm saying? Same type of character uh, between both. You know I saying? think the sociopath is probably more dangerous than the narcissist. Oh yeah, I think and, I was. I, I would know? agree with that. Yeah, maybe like yeah. narcissism is a is a gateway to socio to being a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, you know, I guess yeah. I would say that. Yeah, both of, both of them are kind of detached from realities yeah. to a certain extent. Maybe it's like one is one is more emotionally attached. The other one is no, it's probably fucked up and emotionally attached too. Maybe it goes a little bit deeper though. Yeah, to where like I and think. Sure. Maybe a narcissist can come back around, but the sociopath is like all the way to the left. Yeah, they far gone. That's yeah, over with. They like, yeah. yeah. I don't know that the narcissist can come <laughs> around because when you don't know there's a problem, it's like, what are you going to fix? Right. But right, I definitely right. think that the sociopath, like you said, is kind of like far to the left and like would hurt more people than just the person they're in the relationship with, right, maybe. Because yeah. a narcissist, really, to everybody else, they're like awesome. Right. But to the person they're in the relationship with, it's not good. But right. to a sociopath, I think it could be like to everybody. Right, 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 right. Because they are completely detached. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's where uh, physical harm could come in. Yeah. A narcissist yeah. might not have the, the um, heart or the mindset to physically harm somebody, but a sociopath don't do it in a, in a snap of a finger. Right. Yeah. Um, 
let's talk about your your um, your program, like your steps to to getting to healing from a toxic relationship. Kind of give us the breakdown of that. Yeah, sure. So I have something called the Let It Go Method. And first of all, like my, my program is about the childhood because we're attracting the en energy work because we're attracting these narcissists and these toxic people, not just in our relationships, but even having them in family or even friendships, which I had to learn the hard way. Um, but basically awareness is first. So we have to be aware of where we're at, like with our thoughts, with our energy, uh, I talk about clearing and protecting our energy, but then we get to the root of the issue. So we have to identify the root. And what I think is happening, what I think most programs or even therapy is missing, you've got to work with the mind and the energy at the same time, because we have these limiting beliefs about ourselves. Like maybe we're not good enough for the person that we really want in our lives. So we have to work with the mind, but we also have to release the energy. And in therapy, I feel like we're only working with the mind. And if you're only working with the energy, you're missing a big piece of the puzzle. So I take, you know, usually I work with women. So I take them through identifying the root of the issue. Let's go back to the childhood, mother, father, siblings, um, abandonment issues. Now, a lot of people, I always call it like childhood trauma, mm -hmm. but uh -huh. people, people get hung up on that trauma word. So it's like childhood wounds. And this could be simple. Like I remember my father giving me a look of like disappointment that has sat with me for like 30 something years until I healed it. So it's, it's little things too, because we have to remember as a child, mm -hmm. we don't think like we are, we do as adults. So we internalize everything and everything is about us. And so if something's happening in our life as a child, it means something about us. So we've got to get back to the root, which is usually a child. And then we reprogram that limiting belief and release the energy. And then of course we talk about boundaries and then we find ourselves again because we don't know what the heck we are. So that's <laughs> right. kind of completely kind of the process inside out. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, but even, 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 even in that struggle when we're kind of lost and finding trying to find out who we are through all that bullshit it's it's a very very beautiful day when we do realize who the fuck we are yes. and awakening and yeah and i didn't deserve that shit <laughs> uh, yes i'm i'm you know i'm a better person than that um yeah. but it takes it takes so much because we fight to hold on, but we also fight to let go, you know, and it's the, it's the attachment. It's the attachment that, that, that is hard to, that is hard to lose. You know, it's, it's hard to, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to, to get over that. It's very, you know, it's very similar, similar to the steps of, of grief after some, somebody close to you passes absolutely. away. Yeah, you know, very, that, that, that detachment is very tough, even much tougher when you have, you don't have much self-worth. You know, that's one of the hardest things is specifically, um, look, you're, you're a product of, of your experiences. So if you grow up in a family where your mother and father or mother and mother or father and father, whatever the case may be, are in a toxic or have a toxic relationship. And that's all you've seen when you, you know, through your childhood, there's a good chance that, you know, you're not going to understand what a what a quality, healthy relationship is which ultimately puts you in a position to be in a toxic relationship and also puts you in a position to not have much self-worth. And when you go through a toxic relationship, that just even pushes you back further because then you're experiencing it firsthand. 
Um, and, you know, you said you work a lot with women, which is completely understandable because if you look at mental health statistics and you look at just the chauvinistic ways of especially American culture, but shit, world culture, yeah. um, where women are finally, you know, to some extent catching up, you know, as far as equality and, and, and having and a voice, having a voice and being treated equally. You know, you add all those things up and you you find yourself, you know, you, you kind of look at it from an uh, extrovert, like an external point of view and realize that women um, and, and not just women, but anybody, you know, going through a toxic relationship is dealing with so much, not just from the relationship, but everything that happened before, like you talked about with child trauma. So all that to say that that healing that you're doing those steps that you're doing you know, props to you for doing that. Cause that's big. It's yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, we're all about that. And that's another reason we wanted you on the show, but that healing, it, it all starts in one place. And that's right here. Starts with you. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. You brought up awareness, which is one of the biggest <clears throat> things that I profess when I mentor and I do and do my coaching is that before we can go anywhere, you have to acknowledge what's happened. Right. You need to acknowledge yeah. that you were in a toxic relationship, that you're with the narcissist, that you were dealing with codependency or that you've been conditioned or programmed or brainwashed, whatever the case may be. Once you can make that acknowledgement, then we can start working on healing. Yeah, I love that. And there's so many things in that, too, because just the awareness of being in a toxic relationship doesn't mean they're leaving. You know, right, like, exactly. Right. right that's right. one of my like breaks my heart is like when I work, well, not even when I work, but like in my audience, like I'll see and they're like in the toxic relationship, but they don't want to acknowledge it. And you, you said something there with like as being a child and having those toxic relationships as an example, right? That's your comfort zone. And I yes. talk about the ego where it's, and I call it like echoing greatness out because basically it's the <laughs> thoughts in our mind you know, that. that are keeping us away from our life that we want because it's keeping us in our comfort zone. Right. And what we get used to is that roller coaster ride, you know, oh, they love me or oh, today they don't. Oh, they love me today. Or they, and we, we settle for these little breadcrumbs of love, yeah, even though there's so much shit. Yeah. So it's, it's, we have to be aware of it, but we also have to be ready to take that step. And a lot of the times is because we attach our identity and our self-worth to the person we're with. Yes. Right, so it's right. like, who are we without them? Even right. if it's toxic, at least we know what we have. Yeah. Yes. So. It's almost like um, being in a relationship just fucked up, but just being in a relationship to say you're in a relationship because yeah. you're overlooking so many red flags. And I, I know like, honestly, man, um, in, in, uh, past relationships, I've, I've, I've seen the red flags on the wall. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen the de- detours in the road. You know what I'm saying? I, I've even seen the motherfucking roadblocks, and I ran through all the motherfuckers, <laughs> yeah. and, and ran yeah. straight off the fucking cliff, and, and was kind of like as I'm falling to a emotional crash, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking like, God, you know. Um, <laughs> I saw that shit. It was, it, it was so fucking clear as day. Um, get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> uh, <Right>. Leave. <laughs> uh, protect yourself. Protect right. your peace. You know, I I was in a relationship a um, long time ago. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was really fucked up. But I had a friend ask me, you know, he's like, um, how much do you love yourself? that you keep on putting up with that shit. 
And it fucked me up because I was like, oh, man, you know, what's y'all? I love me. I think I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? But I had more love for that other person. So it was so devastating when the shit couldn't work out. You know what I'm saying? It was so completely, it was so completely just, you know, just fucked up. Like, who the fuck, who the fuck am I? Like, what am I doing? This shit didn't work. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy how many relationships are like that. Like, I think of... Every fucking day. Like, we've all been in relationships, you know? (laughs) It's just kind of the way of life, right? It's very rare, at least especially nowadays, that the first person that you have a relationship with, you end up with for the rest of your life. It's just not the way the game is is, is, um, constituted to be. But, and I think about another thing, and I'm sure you've you've, um, experienced this with people that you work with, is that you'll see people searching, Like, you know, maybe the first relationship, you know, the individual was one way. So then they're done with that relationship. So what do they do? They get someone that's 180 degrees completely opposite. You know, the rebound. Okay, well, maybe it's this person. And then they take little and then they take little pieces from each relationship trying to to mold this perfect individual when the whole time, if they would have focused on themselves, then it wouldn't matter. Those things wouldn't matter. And and it's more it's more along the lines of like. You talked about, um, you know, uh, the breadcrumbs, you know, trying searching for those breadcrumbs and those um, opportunities of love coming back to you. But when you're in when you love yourself and you have self-worth, it's never about what's coming back to you. It's like it's to the point where you get with people and you just want to give them your love. Right. Right. right, You know what I'm saying? And 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 that's what the focus is. And once you can get to that point then you're you're ready to have a healthy relationship. But if you're not at that point, then you're always going to be searching because you're always putting so much emphasis on the other individual to provide you with whatever you're looking for instead of looking at it. Whatever you feel like you may be missing. Like we spoke about abandonment issues, you know, maybe it could be like, um, that could be a deeply rooted issue in the relationship that they suppress that shit for so fucking long that you get into a relationship and you don't understand why you arguing when you say, I got to go to the corner store. <laughs> or I'm, I'm gonna go wash the car, and it and it starts into an argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But there's there's so many deeply other other rooted issues. You know what I'm saying? Like like insecurities. You know, we we spoke about insecurities. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has them, but um sometimes they just like I just don't I don't get it. I just I I just told you I was going to the car wash, and then I was go, gotta go to Walmart, and then I gotta go to the post office. You asked me six different times where was I going? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like what the fuck is that so, all about? So I think there's two things happening, right? So first of all, let me just explain what codependency is in my mind. So okay. codependency is not getting that love as you needed as a child. So as a parent, your only job is to show your child that they are lovable. So you show them a lot of love so that they feel lovable. When we don't get that as a child, and I don't even know if that's completely possible right? <laughs> because as a child, we internalize everything, but, um, cause I have two kids now and I'm just like, I hope I'm doing a good job, <laughs> but like, we'll, we'll fix that later, you know, right. like, <laughs> you know, um, 
but what happens is we don't get that love. So we don't feel lovable. So what, what happens is we search for that in everybody outside of ourselves. That's why we need that relationship. That's why when we break up with someone, we immediately try to rebound into something else because we need somebody to validate us and show us that we are lovable because we don't love ourselves. Right. And that's what you're talking about doing that inner work. Now, the other part though, and what you're talking about is that insecurities they don't love themselves, but they also don't trust themselves, right? So for me, they have to be okay with being on their own because and anything that happens in the relationship, they're going to know that they can survive it. They're not attached. We talk about that attachment, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not, their identity is not you. Your, um, their love is not attached to you. It's attached to them. So when you're in a relationship and, you know, they cheat on you, like, and they probably have had those trust issues before in relationships. But I feel like when you do the inner work and you heal, you can take whatever comes your way. Will it suck? Yes. Yeah. But it's not, your identity is not going with that person. Right. Your love for yourself is not going for that person. You already have that in you. And it's so important to choose yourself first in any relationship. So that's the problem, right? We see these red flags, but we just ignore that. I knew it. Like I, I remember, and my friend even remembers it. Like I was standing in my dining room right before the wedding, probably like a week before the wedding. And I was like, I, and I said to her, I said, I don't think I should be marrying him. Oh. And I did. Yeah. And, 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 and nine years later. I was just going to say, and you, you stretched out for nine years. <laughs> but, but, yes. but see now. Kudos to you, first and foremost, for being honest. Um, second of all, uh, shit, that's a long stretch. Nine years is a long stretch. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We often find ourselves being loyal to a certain extent. You know, mm -hmm. maybe being a little bit more loyal than we should. Loyal to a fault. Loyal to a fault. Yeah. You know, st st showing that, that, that sticking power. Showing it <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Showing that old-fashioned grit. <laughs> As we get drugged through the streets in a fucked up relationship, um, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I've been there. I've been on both sides though. You know what I'm saying? I've done the fucking up, and I've been fucked over as well. You know what I'm saying? But it, it I, and I didn't really realize how fucked up I was until I did begin to start loving myself. Yeah, that's when you can like, really get a clear like, picture. Yeah, because like <clears throat> there was a time, you know. I, it took me a long time to get to the point where I love myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where I love myself to the point where, you know what? Hey, if we break up, it's going to hurt. I'm going to motherfucking cry. But I'm going to get the fuck over it. I'm going to smoke some weed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to eat a lot of pizza. I'm going to drink a lot of Dos Equis and shit. But I'm going to pull through that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I know what kind of person I am. And, and you know what I'm saying? I, I think I'm a pretty uh, good catch. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Thank God that them, them days are fucking over. <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking oh my God. over. Yes, you know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. Fucking over. But it yeah. but it's, it was a great learning process to be able to be on this podcast right now and being able to talk about the shit. Yes. First of all, not get emotionally attached. Not be like, oh, man, some motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like shit. Shit happened. It was devastating. I learned from it. And now I'm a better person. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like for me, like my first marriage, when, when that ended and I literally, I did what I talked about earlier. I went 180 degrees and found somebody like literally right after that was completely different. And 
And it's like my role switched in the relationship because my role in my first marriage, you know, I was the insensitive one. I was the one not showing love because I wasn't as engaged in the relationship as my wife at the time was. Right. So I move on to the next and the rebound woman and it completely switched to where she was the one that was insensitive and wasn't, you know, um, engaged (laughs) in the relationship. And I was the one chasing, you know, affection and, and those types of things. And it's just crazy how that dynamic works because I was in a position where I wasn't engaged and I didn't understand the reasons I wasn't engaged. And when I tried to search for something, I ended up searching the entire time. And it took those two relationships, honestly, to make me realize what I wanted and also to look within, you know what I mean? Because I was not very confident in myself at all or else I wouldn't have been reaching for all those things. It's like we have to go through these things. Right. Um, and I will continue to state how important it is for what you're doing because you're offering something to help bridge that gap when a lot of people don't have that. And they keep searching and keep searching and keep failing and not understanding why they're failing and thinking that they're cursed they're love cursed, you know what I'm saying? When yeah. ultimately there there are heal there's there's a healing that needs to take place, and um, you know it's it's just like I said, kudos to you for what you're doing. Um, and it's a topic like I said, we just always wanted to talk about you know with with someone who's you know an expert at it because it's crazy. This is this is relationships. I mean, are shit. I mean, that's one of the most vital things in life if you think about it. It's not just it's not just um, love, love relationships. I mean, friendships, anything. I mean, these ships, all, ships, ships, there you go. They ships. all, you know, all these, all of these aspects apply. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ships. Career, your career, your, your friendships, you know, your, you know, how, how you guide your life. I mean, it all applies. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the thing, the thing with the relationships, man, it's just like, um, I, I you know, I, I feel like, I feel like there should be one. I've always said it's feel like it's, one, there's a union, it's a partnership, it's a, it's a team, and, you know, you go out there and you, you handle life. You know what I'm saying? You grab the wor- uh, world by the horns and all that kind of cliche bullshit. And, and that's what the fuck you do. You know what I'm saying? Right. Until, you know, it, 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 don't, it don't work. I, but I can't honestly say, though, like when you get into the, the right relationship or you get into uh, – a compatible relationship where you have a compatible mate. You know, it just, there's nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing like that feeling of having that support um, from your mate. If you have something to come up, you can go talk to them and be like, you know, uh, this is what's going on. And they'd be like, okay, I got you. I'm supporting you. Let's do this shit. Let's knock this shit the fuck out. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what the fuck yeah. it's all about. You know what I'm saying? That's what the fuck it all is about. But we don't, we don't realize that. Like, like me personally, I had to get my fucking face drugged through the streets. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that's what it takes. I had to get my yeah. the, the heart ripped out of my chest, kicked down the street, and all that kind of bullshit to really understand. Well, like, damn, you know? <laughs> shit. Well, the word that you say here is compatibility. And what I think a lot of people do is they try to make things work with the wrong person. Right. And yes, that actually can cause the toxicity as well. That's right. Big, yes. It's just not working with the this person. But if they get into, like, even with my ex, I was like, go find someone that just wants to have sex all the time and is younger or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, this is, 
I have two kids. I worked my business. Like, yes. this is not me anymore. Like, you want me 10 years ago. Like, go, you know? Right. Like, so they have, you have to find the person that you're compatible with. And I think a lot of people, because I think a lot of people are in the energy of lack, even though there's a million people in this world or even more than that. I love it. But it's like, who's ever in our, in our area and whoever shows interest in us, like, we try to make it work. Yes. You know, with the with whoever shows interest and maybe that's just not your person. Right. So stop holding on to the person because you're just not compatible and go find someone that wants the same things as you. And and I'm going to break it. I'm going to ask you guys and this might be a little bit of um, controversial, but okay. the thing that also happens is because with religion and we take our vows. So I was married. So we took right. our vows. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, here, here we go. Right. So yeah, right. I'm ready. Okay. So one of the, one of the things that I hear from even myself when I was going through it, like I couldn't get divorced. So I was just kept trying to make the relationship work and work, even though it was emotionally abusive, even sexually abusive sometimes. So it's like, we stay in that because we made an agreement and a contract in our faith and it keeps people in these um, abusive relationships. And some of them, narcissists are physically abusive, are sexually abusive, and mostly emotional, which is like the silent one that like nobody ever really yes. realizes or notices. But it's the emotional abuse that putting you down and gaslighting you, manipulating you, telling you like it's all your fault. Fucking but your like, self-esteem up. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we stay in it because we made a vow. And I think that we have to like re maybe kind of reevaluate that reevaluate that like yeah. you know like I agree. admit that we made a mistake you know if you believe in god like maybe god can admit that we made a mistake and wants yeah. better for us i don't know yeah. but um you know we we got to <clears throat> kind of let that go so that it gives people the out when they need the out so like right. i love what you're saying about finding the compatible partner and like being supportive and yeah it's going to be work you know yeah. it's we're going to go through things absolutely but when you're with the wrong person who's really kind of affecting you yeah. and you're sacrificing yourself for the relationship you got to have an out you got to have i mean you know the, the, the um, no go for <clears throat> the religion thing you know the religion thing, you know, uh, even before I like speak on a religion thing, a lot of it is, is due to the indoctrination um, that we've been raised to believe A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Mm -hmm. But we weren't raised to believe, well, what happens when A, B, C, D, E, F, G doesn't work? What do you do then? And it, mm -hmm. is it okay to one, two, three, four? Because nine times out of ten, it's not okay to one, two, three, four. Because we've been so indoctrinated that you got to work it out, you got to stick to it. It's in the eyes of God, and but you know what I'm saying? Like fuck, you know what I'm saying? I I, I have lo no no self esteem. I'm fucking probably depressed, clinically depressed, and like you know what I'm saying? I can't find no way out. And 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 then that's when you start dealing deep uh, or diving deep into the mental health aspect. You know, some people sort contemplating suicide because yeah. they're in such a fucked up relationship they can't get out and they see no other way out yeah. yeah you know so it's 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 such a tricky tricky situation i really feel like that people should should kind of find or look for people that compliment them yeah. opposed to uh making them happiness because no one is in charge of your happiness. You're in charge of your own happiness. 
you know, but but with being in charge of your own happiness, you have to know what it takes to be happy. Truth. What Truth. it what it means to be happy. What it means to be happy with self. You know what I'm saying? Like not trying to make another motherfucker happy, but make your motherfucking self happy. Yeah. And, and then everybody's happy. And you know that yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then, and yeah. that's that's kinda like where we kind of run into them ruts and shit. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm glad you brought up religion. I really am. Yeah, Because, um, to me, religion is the ultimate form of conditioning. The ultimate form. Because they, they brainwash and they program you to be a mold of, of what they want. And if you go as deep as you can and look at religion... Religion was was used as a was is still used as a tool um, to obviously manipulate and to control, but it's also very chauvinistic. So Extremely. when you talk when you talk about you know ending relationships and divorce and and how that's the ultimate sin and this that and the other, you got to look. Okay, well, who created this? Who created this religion? Who created these ideologies? What well, was men? And you know. What's the old adage, you know, men, you know, men for centuries have had women on the side while the woman had to stay home, take care of the kids, cook this, that and the other. So it's tailored towards men. So the whole idea of I can't get a divorce because I created a union with God is absolute, excuse my friends, bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Um, and it was created for a reason. What's going on with Sharia law and Islam and, and their doctrine and their conditioned doctrine, it's all bullshit. Why? Because it was created by men, chauvinistic men who feel they, that they're better than women and ultimately put, you know, program people to think these things. Um, for me, another story with my first marriage. Went to marriage counseling through the church because I was a, a, a Christian at that time. My, my wife at the time was a Christian. And went through counseling um, individually with the pastor, just talking about what my issues were, why I wanted to get a divorce. We talked multiple times. So when I finally made the decision that, you know what, I think it's best for me and my life if I get a divorce, I was excommunicated from the church. Like this is, uh, wait, 2009. This wasn't like 1753 when people got excommunicated. This is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a decade ago. And I was excommunicated because from, from I've church made, from the church, from the church, from the church. Yes. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, me and me and my, my wife were watching the Soprano. We've been watching the Sopranos, right? And um, in, I think it's the second season, you know, one of the, the wives are talking about getting a divorce and they're just, it's just like the, the biggest thing is like, I can't, I couldn't even sleep last night because she was going to get a divorce, you know? And, and even though her husband is treating her like absolute shit, cheating on her, you know, not paying her any attention, this, that, and the other, but because of Catholicism, getting a divorce is just the ultimate sin. So you know, to anybody out there listening who, you know, might be thinking along those lines, I'm sorry, fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your your self-worth means a lot more than yeah. some book that was written by men, uh, you two, know, 2,000 years, years ago. ago. You I, know mean, I mean, you think about yeah. the ideology 2,000 years ago, bro. How much how much society has changed and, and um, a lot of people's mindsets are still tethered. <laughs> still tethered to this book. This book yeah. of um, sorry if you're Christian, by the way, we're not right. trying to attack yeah, it. We're, we're just yeah. saying the marriage aspect. Yeah, yeah. We're, okay. we're just completely, you know, like like I said earlier, man, we're not trying to offend anybody. No, we're just it's trying, not that. you know, what I'm saying, uh, talk about these points and shit. Like, I mean, 
the fact of the matter is, bro, religion has twisted a lot of minds. Yeah, twisted a lot of minds in relationships. I, I had a I had a client come to me uh, yesterday, in fact, and she was a Christian and I was trying to do energy work on her, but she was completely closed because she didn't know if she was doing something wrong. Oh, and yeah. I'm actually I'm actually writing a book about energy um, well, I love it's it. be called It's Not You, It's Your Energy. And Ooh. specifically right in the beginning, I talk about religion because everyone thinks that psychic abilities and energy is like the devil. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it's just science. Yes. So I'm writing it on like a scientific level so that people can understand that it doesn't have anything to do with religion. And even with psychic abilities, like it's just tapping into an energy that you can't see. It's just not in physical right. form. Right. So it's not this voodoo, like you know, taboo <laughs> type of yes. thing that everybody thinks that it is. But it's like, you know, energy doesn't disappear when we pass away. It just moves from our physical body into something that we can't yes. see as our, from our human eyes. And when we can realize that. So I felt I feel like uh, sad for people because like they don't go to deepen their intuition and open their psychic abilities or they don't get to the energy healing because their religion is taking them away from it, making them believe that, you know, this is a another religion, which it's actually not even religion. It's just right. science. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and it kind of breaks my heart with that. Right. So. And and the yeah. the number one nemesis, can I say, for religion is science. Science and spirituality. I mean, because a lot of a lot of religion religious people they don't they don't jive with science. No, because they're it's it's faith based and it's and it'll start crushing their um Yeah, I mean I think there's a I think there's a blend, let me put it that way, because yes, like there's, there is science, but there's a lot of bullshit science too. Uh, a lot of science is based on theories, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't deny energy. Right, Ener- you know, right. energy, energy cannot be created. Energy doesn't destroyed. lie. Does energy doesn't, lie. energy is everything. Energy is in all of us. Um, you know, we're, we're not only, you know, talking about, you know, uh, mental health and things of that nature. We talk a lot about mindfulness and spirituality. Um, you know, we have energy healers on and, and I wish we had more time cause we dive much deeper into the energy healing. Um, I do want to ask you this, like, when did you start to realize you had those intuitive abilities and, um, you know, realize that you, you were able to, to, um, you know, get into mediumship and, 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 and the psychic realm. So, uh, when I wanted to learn Reiki, there was a psychic school kind of like 15 minutes away from my house. Oh, nice. Crazy. <laughs> But I had one incident one night. I went down a bad road. I got a little drunk and um, my grandmother came to me when I was like in this. It was a crazy story. We don't have time for that. But um, (laughs) I felt her come to me and I've always kind of had something, but it's always been in my dreams. Okay. And when I went to the psychic school, I learned how to do, you know, how to do my psychic abilities. But then when I got my Reiki master attunement, that's kind of when it really opened Mm, up for me. Yes. But like I, I teach psychic abilities and like we all have it because it's just energy Mm -hmm. and people think, oh, I don't have that gift, but it's just like going to the gym, right? You got to work out your muscles while our psychic abilities are our muscles so like everyone can tap into it and you know really get that guidance that they need for their life but yeah so I went to the psychic ability I went to the psychic school and that's kind of where it all tapped in and then I just kept moving with it I started reading tarot on on YouTube and then working with clients and stuff like that nice that's all. Yeah. And, and and that's usually how it is and, and as I get deeper into that into my spirituality um that's what I and I I've come to learn because I was of the idea years ago that you either have it or you don't. 
you know, mm-hmm. but as I started to, to, to get deeper and meditate more and, and start to understand energy a lot more, I started to realize that, yeah, it is something that you have to work at, that you really have to, you know, um, practice and, 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 and do different techniques to get yourself, um, you know, to that point where you can start to be aware of certain things because they're there. It's not like they're just coming out of nowhere. They've always been there. You're just not aware of them because we're so freaking conditioned and, and blocked to, to have this tunnel vision when there's an entire massive world and other realms around us, you know? Um, so Danielle, I do have a question from our, one of our online viewers. She wants to know, it's actually my wife, the queen. Um, do you see results from people who are dedicated to a religion that seek energy work? I do. Yeah. So I, I do actually work with a lot of Catholics and a lot of Christians. Nice. So, cause I explain it to them, you know, with the energy part of it and in my program, I mean, they start seeing, I mean, that's the power of energy healing. Like it doesn't take long to shift. Like right. I have, I, I call it like multiple versions of myself, but like in the last <laughs> three years, I, I don't even know who I am. And it, like, if I look back, I don't even know who that was, right, you know right, what I mean? Yes. Because like every time something comes up for me, I'm like, okay, I got to shift it. Like, okay, I got to shift it. I got to release the energy around that. Um, so it doesn't take long with the power of energy. Right. So, you know, my clients get results in the first, first to second week of the program. And it's only an eight week program. They're a completely different person by the end of it. That's so beautiful. it's like, after spending two years in therapy, I'm like, like eight weeks sounds like a, like a breath of fresh air, right? Yes. Yes. Awesome. So she has a follow-up question. Do you see a different in different religions being more accepting of energy work? Um, um, I get, I don't know. I think I've had them from a lot of religions. I think it depends on the person. Oh, this okay. is what I want to tell you. So something's coming to me. Okay. So like, I don't, I don't think we get to choose anymore. Right. So like, even if we're in a religion, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story um, sure. there, if we have time. So there was a, a woman that I did sound healing with, and there was four Hasidic Jewish women that reached out to her to use her studio to connect to the universe and all of this. Now that is a religion that this is very, very frowned upon. Right. But I feel as though the universe is plucking us. Mm. So you're going to have that calling and you're going to feel that pull to do something else. For sure. So it doesn't like it, there's no race. There's no religion. Like Mm-mm. you can't run from it. It's like, you're going to get that when you, when you feel maybe when you go through something in your life or yes. whatever it is, but like, I don't think we have the choice. I, <laughs> I think the universe is like, come on, let's yes. go. Pluck, pluck, pluck. One, so. one of the things I tell, tell the people I work with all the time is that, you know, the universe is going to make it very uncomfortable for you. If you're not, if you're not where you're supposed to be to the point where you have no choice, but to, to go wherever you're going. So that, that ties right into that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's not going to let you sleep. It's not going to let you no, rest. No, no, it's not. If this is what you are meant to do. This is what you're meant to be doing. It's, it's going to wake that ass up. Yes, it is. Well, look, look, we, this is fantastic. I'd actually like to have you on again. Cause I want to dive deeper into a lot of the energy and, and, um, spirituality stuff too. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't have enough time today, but we'd love to have you back. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But plug, plug everything, you know, where people can reach out to you, reach you, um, get to your program and everything. Yeah. So uh, you can visit my website, Danielle and Janito. And, and good job on my last name. I was actually very impressed. No problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, DanielleandGianito.com. I also have a Facebook group called Turning Pain into Power okay. uh, After Toxic Relationships. Okay. So they can find me there. 
Perfect. Awesome. Turning awesome. pain into power. Yes, and yeah. keep us updated on the book. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm I'm writing a book myself, so I know how that process goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that's very exciting. Look, we're we're really glad that you, that you came on the show and hope to have you back. Um, everyone on Facebook Live, we appreciate you watching. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And next week we'll be back. Uh, everyone watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button in your lower right hand corner. Minds like minds. We talk mental health, free thinking, spirituality, mindfulness, social issues, damn near everything that's real. And we push love like a motherfucker. Yes, we do. Love movement, baby. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.